0: RU comes from Village Soup, the Republican journal, providing the communities of Waldo, Knox, and Hancock Counties with news, information, ideas, events, goods, and services on Newsstands Thursdays and on the web at Waldo.villageSoup.com.
1: It does bear repeating. WERU, FM 89.9 in Blue Hill, FM 99.9 in Bangor, a voice of many voices, volunteer powered and listener supported. Let's take a quick look at the weather. Detailed forecast for this afternoon sunny with a high near 50, southwest winds around 13 miles an hour. Tonight mostly cloudy with a low around 40, southwest winds 11 to 15. Thursday mostly cloudy with a high near 54, southwest winds around 17 miles an hour. Thursday night a chance of rain between between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m., then a chance of showers after 11. Stay tuned for Main Currents. This is a chance for you once again to get on the phone and tell us who you're going to be- vote for, something we've had a lot of requests from listeners to do. Host Amy Brown invites all listeners to call in and tell us who they support in the upcoming presidential elections and why. So, so t- stay tuned. For the news, no, stay tuned for The Main Currents, which is coming up here in East Orland, where it is a balmy 54 degrees outside our studio, and hoping that we're going to hear from you.
0: And this is Main Currents, independent local news, views, and culture. I'm your host, Amy Brown. And my apologies for our absence the last few weeks due to some health issues, but we're back and ready to return to our ongoing community discussion of the upcoming presidential election. We have a returning guest in the studio with us today, Tim Wilson of Belfast. Tim has a bachelor's degree in political science and an MBA. In the 90s, he was a campaign volunteer for Ross Perot. In 2004, he and his fiancée walked from Concord, Mass, to the Jefferson Memorial in D.C. for a healthy world of sustainable peace and prosperity. And joining us for the first time today is Blue Hill resident Margaret Hanna. She says she has memories of intensely watching national political campaigns on TV starting in 1956. She campaigned in New Hampshire in 1968 for Gene McCarthy, participated in civil rights marches in D.C. and New York City and throughout the country in marches against the Iraq War. Our Green Party representative who joined us last time was not available today and we reached out to the Republican Party and the Hancock County GOP group will hopefully be sending someone to join us next time because we will be doing more of these, but we were not able to have someone join us here in the studio today from the Republican Party representing any of their candidates. Earlier this month on Main Currents, we asked the question, we'll be asking again today and more as the election season continues, which presidential candidate do you support and why? On that show in early March, we had 11 calls in support of Bernie Sanders, one for Hillary Clinton, one for the Green Party candidate, as yet undetermined, and one for Jesse Ventura. I'm going to give my guests the opportunity to respond to that question, and then we'll start taking your calls at 469-0500. Uh, Margaret Hanna, welcome to Maine Currents. We're going to let you go first. Which candidate do you support and why?
2: Well, before I tell you that, I want to thank you very much for inviting me to be part of this discussion today, and I also have to make a confession to show total transparency. I am a total and complete political junkie, And I tell you that because not only do I watch all of the Democratic debates, but I rarely, if ever, miss a Republican debate. So I need to lay that groundwork that I've watched them both. Um, In terms of whom I support, I support Hillary Clinton, and I have many reasons. Um, In listening to the Republican debates in particular, often when there were 17 or a few fewer on the stage, they would always say, and my first day in office I will, and then they'd say what executive orders or programs they get rid of, I think the first day in office, Hillary Clinton having an impressive command and understanding of policy and of details and of issues and of trade-offs, I think Hillary Clinton is someone who will
3: get the job done.
0: Okay, and Tim Wilson, who do you support and
3: why? I'm supporting Bernie Sanders. Um, Big issues for me are the regulation of Wall Street. Um, I think 2008- uh... was a warning shot and that if we don't put the reins on them that uh, there's going to be some serious trouble and he's the only one who supports reinstating Glass-Steagall uh... and breaking up the big banks uh... nothing in america should be too big to fail and i'm strongly in favor of that i also love his moral compass i think he's been on the right side of issues consistently over his entire career um, his message really hasn't changed over time um, he's, in other words, he's seen things coming and, and wanted to avoid them. So he voted against the Iraq War. He voted against the Patriot Act. He voted against the Defense of Marriage Act. Um, things that, at the time, those votes were very hard to cast. Um, so I think he is courageous, and uh, so I'm all in for Bernie.
0: All right. Lots more questions for both of you, but the phones have already started ringing. We have a caller from Belfast on the line. Go ahead, caller. What's your first name? Um, My name is Beverly. Hi, Beverly. Thanks for joining us. Do you want to answer the question, which candidate do you support and why?
4: Um, Either Hillary or Bernie. Okay. I would be happy with either of them. And I have a preference, but I would rather not say because I really like them both, and I'll dance in the streets if either of them is the nominee. Um, I'm very discouraged about the fact that the Republicans not only don't mention any environmental issues, But they laugh about climate change, and they borrowed a term from James Inhofe of Oklahoma, who wrote a book about the greatest hoax the world has ever seen, and that was climate change. We have um, a candidate, Ted Cruz, who calls climate change, um, I don't want to say believers, but people who are convinced about climate change, he calls us um, a religion. He says climate change is a religion, and this is one of the most... Evangelical, strongly evangelical voters um, we've ever seen, and I mean um, candidates, pre- candidates for president. It's frightening what the world would be like if he became president. And I don't even want to talk about Donald Trump. Um, there, there is no choice but the Democrats. And I think either Hillary or Bernie is going to keep us safer down the road. You know, climate change is happening. It's not a joke. It affects the world. Um, security. It's affecting Syria. It's affecting Africa. It's part of the reasons why we have so much strife in the world it has to do with environmental degradation. So somebody's got to wake up and start saying that this is what's happening.
0: Okay. Thank you for your call, Beverly. We have another caller on the line, but real quickly before we take that call, I want to just ask my guests here in the studio. Will uh, either of you or both of you support the other candidate, whoever the eventual Democratic nominee is? Will you support them?
2: I would support either. I think we are extremely fortunate as a party to have two such good candidates. And quite honestly, um, without going any further, I would just say my head goes for Hillary, my heart goes for Bernie. I will be voting for Hillary. Um, One other point I'd make because of the last caller James Imhoff, who she mentioned, is the senator who is now the chair of the um, House, uh, um, yes, the Senate Committee for Environment and Public um, Utilities. In addition, I want to make a plug. Naomi Klein's book, This, This Changes Everything, is absolutely a fabulous read about climate change. And if you're
3: not already worried, read the book.
0: Okay. Tim Wilson, do you want to respond to that question?
3: Um, well, I'll make that decision when in November, finally. But as of this f- minute, five minutes in time, I would not support Hillary. I would vote green instead. Um, mainly because Maine is going to go blue. Uh, if it comes down to where it's really close in Maine, I will reconsider that position. But in the current environment, I would probably go green.
0: All right, let's take our next caller, uh, Nemo from Stuben called 4690500 to join us here in Maine Currents. Welcome, Nemo.
5: Hi. A couple of comments. First of all, to call this a race is a mistake. It's not a race. It's roller derby. Second, uh, Donald Trump, uh, I kind of have a hard time thinking of him as a role model for our children. Third, I would like to see LePage go for presidency or anything else that will get him out of the state of Maine.
0: Thank you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Nemo, before you – oh, we lost him. All right. Uh, callers, as you call in, if you uh, could tell – I'm taking a little informal poll here. So if you want to let us know which candidate you would support or which one you're supporting currently and why, I'll put you down, mark you down here. So far we have uh, one and a half for each, uh, Sanders and Clinton, the one being my guest here in the studio and the half being the first caller who said she could go for either. Again, the number is 469 While we've got a lull in the phone calls, I want to play a clip real quickly here from Fox's Republican debate in Flint on March 3rd. I've got a few of these to intersperse during the program. This first one... Um, Donald Trump is asked if he would promise to move production of his clothing line, which is currently at least partly uh, made in Mexico and China, if he would move production to the U.S. and how soon he would do it. Here's his response.
6: I will do that and by the way I have been doing it more and more but they devalue their currencies in particular China Mexico is doing a big number now also Japan is unbelievable what they're doing they devalue their currencies and they make it impossible for clothing makers in this country to do clothing in this country and if you look at what's happened on 7th Avenue and you look at what's happened in New York with the garment industry so much of the clothing now comes out from Vietnam, China and other places and it's all because of devaluation by the way the uh, Trans-Pacific. If you look at the TPP, a total disaster. Or, which, by the way, Marco is in favor of. They need. It is a disaster for our country. It's trying to be approved by various people, including President Obama. And I'll tell you I, something. The biggest you. problem with that is they d- they don't take into concurrence the devaluation. Thank you, thank you Mr. Trump. Yeah. Senator Rubio.
0: So he doesn't actually answer the question that was asked, which he's not obviously alone in, in any of these debates. Um, they answer whatever they want to answer for the most part, but he does bring up the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which we have reported on pretty extensively here on WERU. If you haven't heard of it, it's been called the um largest trade agreement you've never heard of. It only recently was the text of it released. And if passed, it would encompass roughly 40% of the world's GDP uh, in a trade agreement that's like NAFTA, but much, much larger. So, uh, Donald Trump's stance on that may be something that's popular with a lot of our listeners based on reaction to TPP uh, issues that we've reported on in the past and public hearings that have been held here in Maine. Where do each of your candidates stand on this? And uh, and Hillary Clinton in particular has changed her position. Uh, Do you want to start with that, Margaret? Yes.
2: um, And she has changed her position, and I was interested in that change because I think that was a major decision or change of decision. And um, her reason for change. Her feeling is that um, it will lead to bleeding more jobs and wages away from our country. She also feels that it will benefit mainly pharmaceuticals and she, I believe, has mentioned that there could be currency manipulation. Um, I give her credit. I always like it when people take a strong stand and then learn more and are willing to say, you know what, I was wrong. I don't feel the same way. I'm changing. So um, more power to her, to have, and as it said in the tape, the text has been released now. People have a chance to read more in depth, think about what the ramifications or positives might be. I think her making a change, I give her credit for that.
3: Tim Wilson? Well, Bernie's been opposed to uh, these trade deals from NAFTA on as having inadequate uh, labor and environmental protections. And uh, you can witness that just by looking at the air in Beijing. They have are actually Chinese companies now that bring canisters of mountain air into the city and sell them. Um, <clears throat> it's it's you know appalling what what has happened over the years, and and he's consistently opposed to the deals for the, for that reason. Now I have to also disclose that I have done business in China before. Uh, the rules that Mr. Trump has to play by the rules as a businessman are that you have to go to the lowest cost place. If you if the trade deals do not include labor and environmental protections, then we're, you, know, you either do what everybody else is doing or you go out of business. That's your choice. So uh, uh, I don't condone it. I don't believe in it. But if you're in business and uh, you have to have very limited choices, you can either choose not to be in business or go to China and Mexico for, for clothing. Uh, there's also I mean, so much of the raw materials now for manufacturing are produced in China 95 of percent of the polyurethane and urethane is produced in China I mean it's just one thing after another so the whole infrastructure has been lost in, in or much of the infra- manufacturing infrastructure in the US has moved offshore uh, which means that just to do things in the US then you have to import things from China and and Mexico uh, to, to make things so it's it's a mess, but uh, <clears throat> Bernie is solidly, and always has been, never. You know, it's one thing to say I was wrong after the fact when you're a senator or a secretary. It's a completely different thing when you're a president of the United States. If you're wrong on a war, soldiers die. I'm a veteran, too. I mean, you know, people like me die. Um, if you're you're wrong on trade, well, people lose jobs. And, you know, uh, so I just... I would keep that in mind Would well, you want somebody who's called things right most of the time through their career or or do you want somebody who says, oh, I learned more and, and now I have a different, different stance.
0: All right, moving on to the next question. Uh, last month, the Sanders campaign cited two polls mm-hmm. that showed that he had a stronger chance of defeating Trump than Hillary Clinton does. One was a Huffington Post poll that predicted Sanders would defeat Trump by 10 percentage points while Clinton would defeat him as well, but only by uh, four percentage points. And the other that they cited was an average of uh, other polls that was conducted by the nonpartisan website Real Clear Politics that showed Sanders defeating Trump by six percentage points. And I haven't looked at their methodology, which is something that I will try to do at future programs as we're talking about these things. Um, But polls obviously are going to change over time. Those numbers are going to change over time. I just wanted, I mentioned this because I'd like each of you to weigh in on the likelihood that you believe your candidate has of beating the eventual uh, Republican nominee, which now looks like it would be uh, Donald Trump. And you went first last time, so let's have Tim Wilson go first this time.
3: Oh, I think Bernie will crush Donald. Uh, And the reason is any place that um, independents are allowed to vote, he consistently does better among independents which are the, is the group you have to have. It's the 43% of Americans now identify as independent. So whoever can win <clears> on <throat> in the independent side is gonna win. And it wasn't just Trump. I mean, he crushed Cruz. He crushed it when he was still in, uh, this is Marco Rubio, and he beats um, Kasich. Uh, so I mean, the CNN ORC poll at the beginning of March, uh, Hillary didn't beat Cruz uh, or Kasich. So, um, you know, it's a much tighter race. So I, you know, I think Bernie will do extremely well. I also think he has very strong appeal to uh, middle-class white men, in particular, UFA uh, or wrestling fans, which seem to be supporting the Donald. Uh, I think he can reach across to them much more effectively because of his long-standing opposition to the trade deals. And uh, then, others so we'll see.
0: Really, you don't think the socialist label would turn those folks off?
3: I think uh, people were saying that, you know, he had no chance at the very beginning. Bernie's only, most of us have only known about Bernie for about 10 months, right? I mean, he's been there, but he's generally a new player. And uh, I don't think the socialist thing will stick. I think people, when they go, oh, well, I get Social Security, does that make me a socialist? Or I get Medicare, Why does that make me a socialist? Or I drive on public highways, I, I like my firefighters. Those are all socialist uh, programs where we all chip in and we get a service. Or, So I I don't think that's uh, an an unstoppable barrier for Bernie.
0: All right.
2: Well,
3: I disagree. Um, I have to say
2: that in reading and preparing to meet with you today, in Rolling Stone, their final uh, endorsement of Hillary was, quote, one of the most qualified candidates for the presidency in modern times. And I'm going to address a couple of points you made, Tim. First, I worry about the socialist label. And I worry greatly because I think not everyone understands that it's a small S as opposed to a capital S. I worry, um, having just watched a movie about Trumbo in Hollywood, I worry about the association some people may still make with socialist and communist. And that may sound far-fetched, but I worry about many people who are not deeply involved or reading what's going on or aware of what the titles mean. Um, One thing, and I just want to go because you brought this up. I've known about Bernie a long time, having gone to school in Massachusetts and following political activity forever. And um, one of the things that I would say about Bernie, I, I wanted to see what his record was. And I was intrigued because in the 25 years he's been in the Senate, he's had three bills passed that he sponsored. Two were renaming post office in Vermont and the other was a very important one, and that was cost of living increase for veterans. With that said, I worry about his experience, his particularly foreign policy experience. I worry about his ability to understand and work with what we currently have, which is a fractured Congress, a fractured public, and the ability to say we must work together. My feeling about Hillary is her experience and her um, activities and achievements as First Lady, a Senator, as the Secretary of State, and a history of being committed to social justice and causes, including human rights. She's been doing it since the 60s. If I can say one other, other thing very quickly, um, we've known Bernie or the public has really been made aware of Bernie probably in the last 10 months or so. and. I keep thinking about hillary and what it must be like to have been a very public figure in the world stage for over 25 years and then i take it personally and i think my last 25 years there are things decisions i made that in retrospect i wish i hadn't there are things i wish i had done which i wish i hadn't hillary's got a record bernie donald Mario, he's gone, forget him, I'm sorry about that, Ted, and even John Kasich has a record. But his record is a very limited. For me, I may sound overly forgiving, but I like the fact that Hillary learns as she goes, has made mistakes. I think she regrets things that she either did or didn't do. Okay. Enough said.
0: Let me just remind listeners, you're listening to Maine Currents on WERU. We are talking, obviously, about the upcoming presidential elections and asking you callers to call in and join us at 4690500 and tell us, if you will, uh, which presidential candidate you support and why. Back in, uh, let's see, now we're not going to go quite yet to the uh, next Donald Trump clip. I uh, want to follow-up as we're talking about some of the things that Bernie Sanders might need to overcome putting that back in the Hillary Clinton camp in an article that appeared in the Huffington Post and elsewhere a columnist and Sanders supporter H.A. Goodman wrote quote at what point will establishment Democrats admit that this fiasco is horrible for a general election when federal prosecutors are interviewing your candidate for president even Donald Trump has a good chance at the White House end quote uh, do you agree that the ongoing investigation into Hillary Clinton's email uh, will hurt her in the long run? And uh, if it won't, how, how can it not? Um, how will she overcome that? Uh, do you think people are going to think she's being unfairly harassed? Or as this proceeds, do you think this is going to only get worse? And I'll address that first to you, Margaret Hannon. I
2: will merely say I think it was either the first or second debate when Bernie turned to Hillary and said, enough of the damn emails. That was early on. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think any of us really has an idea. But my feeling is, and I'm speaking again personally, the trouble I have with Internet and having different servers for different things, I've taken the easy way out, and I only use two. I can see where she might have chosen to say, let's have this be my public or more government server. Let's make this my private. Who knows what are in the emails? My hope is that this may be just a Republican situation of sabotaging a de- Democratic candidate.
0: Tim Wilson, do you have anything to say add to that?
3: Um, <clears throat> well, if I could go back to the one previous thing, mm-hmm. which is the, the Bernie's three, thing, because that's a very popular thing for people to say you only got three bills through. But he was also, his nickname is the Amendment King. Just search on the Amendment King. He was number one for putting progressive amendments through. A Republican Congress between 1995 and 2002 went on to do the same thing in the Senate. So it's not just bills with your name on it, because, in fact, Hillary only had three bills with her name on them. Very much the same thing, a post office, a national monument name, blah, blah, blah. So, okay, going back to the emails, you know, we're going to have to see how it unfolds. I think recently it's been, you know, reported there's 147 FBI agents looking into it now. We have... The, uh, the That's ser-
0: actually, I've seen a correction that there's probably oh. 50 FBI 50 agents are saying. Yeah. Thank
3: you for that correction. I hadn't seen that yet. And uh, that uh, there that her web, uh, her server guy, her host uh, guy has been given immunity or ex- offered immunity. And I don't think that is typically done. But who knows? We, we don't have all the facts yet. And um, I do hope that it's aired. You know, we can't have it aired after the convention. <laughs> And so I, you know, we'll see.
0: All right. Well, listeners, again, if you want to weigh in on this, the number is four six nine zero five hundred. Give us a call. In the meantime, uh, back in January, Donald Trump did a partially off-the-record interview with the New York Times. They were vetting candidates to determine which they would endorse, and in that process, they let the candidates know, um, decide what is going to be on the record and what's off the record, and... Uh, In the the off-the-record portion of the interview, Donald Trump allegedly, the rumors have it, mentioned that he, well, he sort of dialed back his position on immigration from his former really tough stances. And since then, there have been calls for him to allow the New York Times to release, apparently it was taped, the tape of that conversation. He was confronted about that at the Fox Republican debate in Flint earlier this month by Ted Cruz. And this clip that we're about to hear starts with Cruz asking him about it. Um, Then I've edited out the several minutes where Donald Trump talks about something else. And we cut back into the tape when he finally starts to try to answer that question.
7: And that's why this New York Times tape is so troubling. Because what's been reported is that Donald told the editorial board of the New York Times, what I'm saying on immigration, I don't believe. I'm not going to build a wall. I'm not going to deport people. This is all just rhetoric for the voters. Now, if he didn't say that, he has an easy solution. Simply release the tape. But for everyone at home who's mad at politicians who lied to us, Donald's record right now, as he's standing here, Okay. His record right now is one of repeatedly hiring illegal aliens, using American work. Go ahead, Mr. Trump.
6: First of all, I've had tens of thousands of people working for me, most of which, almost 98, 97, 98 percent of the people in this country, from this country, I'm very proud of it. You have a club in Palm Beach, Florida, called the Mar-a-Lago Club.
7: Right. Donald, you could resolve this issue very quickly by simply releasing the New York Times tape. Because, listen, maybe it's right this that you didn't the tell them you're well, misleading the American the people. The tapes if were that's not on the, the subject. The case, subject the I- I- if you didn't tell them that, the tapes will prove you're innocent. Okay. But if, in fact, you went to Manhattan and said, I'm lying to the American people, then the voters have a right to know. No, no, no you're, the you're, you're
6: the liar. You're the lying guy up here. You're tape? the one. Release the you're tape. Release the tape. You're the one. Now, let me just tell you. Let me just say in the Excuse me. I've given my answer, Lion Ted. I've given my answer. All right, let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. We have more to get to.
0: So that was uh, that was his response. At another point in the um, in the debate, he did get they got back to the subject, and he said that he was not going to. Um, that he was going to honor his agreement with the New York Times and insinuating that he was doing the New York Times a favor by doing that. So so until he actually releases the New York Times from that agreement, that tape cannot be released, and it doesn't look like he's planning to do that. We do have another caller on the line. Again, it's Maine Currents on WERU. If you'd like to join us, the number is 4690500. Welcome, MJ from Belfast.
8: Hi, I'm calling to refute um, what... One of your uh, guests has just said.
0: Okay, can you let me know which column I should put you down for, who you'd be supporting? Uh, Oh, of
8: course, Bernie. Okay. And um, here's an article in alternate: Bernie gets it done. Sanders' record of pushing through major reforms will surprise you. And it talks about uh, Sanders did something particularly original, which was that he passed amendments that were exclusively progressive, advancing goals such as reducing poverty and helping the environment, and he was able to get bipartisan coalition of Republicans who wanted to shrink government or hold it accountable, and progressives who wanted to use it to empower Americans. Here are some of the, some of the um, uh, amendments that he pa- helped to pass or passed himself by building um, coalitions. Corporate crime accountability in 95, saving money for colleges and taxpayers, holding the IRS accountable, protecting pensions, getting tough on child labor, increasing funding for heating for the poor, fighting corporate welfare and protecting against nuclear disasters, greening the u.s government protecting our troops restricting the bailout it goes on and on alternate and you and you you know it's ridiculous to say that he he has built coalitions and he's worked with republicans and he's worked with independents and he's worked across the board and he's done a zillion things in in very important ways without having to be out there you know uh he doesn't care about the limelight he's really all about working in community, and the big S or the little S in terms of socialism, we don't care anymore. Capitalism, the way it is right now, is not working for us, and young people in particular are not wedded at all to capitalism. Democratic socialism is a bazillion programs that we already have, and he is talking to us, the everyday person. Go, Bernie, go! Thank you, W E R U.
0: Thanks for your call MJ. I'll give you both a chance to weigh on that real quickly because we have another caller waiting if either of you want to respond to MJ's comments.
3: Well, I I agree with them. If we go back to Donald Trump's comments about tax returns, transparency in this election is enormously important. Can you hear me? So, uh, I mean, he hasn't released his tax returns. He hasn't shared the New York Times. We have transcripts from Goldman Sachs speeches that aren't being released. Now, why is it that that major candidates for the United States presidency are not transparent? uh,
0: Margaret Hanna, did you
2: have anything you wanted to add? Just I want to add, based on the last caller, that, um, and sort of in general, um, in reading Rolling Stone, I thought it was very interesting because they said Bernie has an ideological campaign. And I would agree with that. I think he has tremendous ideological suggestions, recommendations, hopes, and dreams. My concern is that I'm, I'm not sure how easy it is to be a winner when your campaign is ideological. I really mean that. Um, having been on the marches in, in New Hampshire with Eugene McCarthy, having done it for other candidates, I, I really, I just have a feeling that this is where we need someone who has a practical approach, and Hillary has a practical approach.
0: Okay, well, let's see what Yo has to say. Welcome to the program, Yo from Tremont.
1: Good afternoon. This is Yo in Tremont. I don't think MJ would agree, but here's my two cents worth. Hillary is the war candidate, and Bernie has not repudiated the war either. So no Democrat.
6: Do you want to sure, say? Sure,
1: Donald Trump is scary, and his crazed supporters are even scarier. But what I find the scariest is all the people who think it matters which candidate becomes the official who carries out the orders of the shadow government. Thank you for putting on this program, and thank you to everyone for supporting Community Radio. Yo, are you still there? This is Yo.
0: Can I uh, put you down in the none of the above category then?
9: Definitely.
0: Okay. All right. Thanks for your call. The number again is 4690500. You're listening to Main Currents on WERU. My guests in the studio are Bernie Sanders supporter Tim Wilson from Belfast and Hillary Clinton supporter Margaret Hanna from Blue Hill. We're inviting you to join the conversation and let us know which of the presidential candidates you support and why or weigh in on any of the uh, uh, clips we've been playing from the Flint Republican can, uh, candidate debate Um a little bit distracted. I think we've got another call coming in, so we're going to hold off on going on to our next clip until we talk with this next caller. Uh, we'd love to hear from you about who you're going to support and also anything else related to the upcoming presidential election. And we have uh, Wally from Harrington, I believe it is. Wally, are you there? Yes, I am. Uh, thanks for joining the program. Do you want to say who you would support and why?
9: Well, I'm a Bernie supporter. Okay. But uh, I just was thinking, after listening to that uh, Your
7: Own Health and Fitness, with Elena Berman, or whatever her name is, Mm -hmm. she did a review of the Fukushima thing.
9: And if you just think back, like, you know, how many years ago that was, how scared everybody was and how horrible everything, you know, like... And so I think a really good question to ask both of the candidates, I don't really know the answer to this, is, like, do you support nuclear power? (laughs) I mean, what is... I think I'm feeling... I don't know what the answer is, but I think it would be a really good question. Maybe your guests uh, know the positions
0: of the two. Do either of you know what your candidate stances on that?
3: Do you want to go first. Thanks for your go call, first. Wally. Well, All right, well uh, I mean, Bernie has called for a World War II level mobilization on climate change. He's been against the uh, the K. A. pipeline. He's been opposed offshore drilling. He opposes fracking. He wants to put a price on carbon. So, I mean, I ha- don't know specifically where he stands on nuclear power, but uh, I would, based on his previous positions and record, suspect that he is strongly opposed. He wants to uh, move as quickly as we can to develop alternative energy.
2: I'm also not sure where,
3: where Hillary stands,
2: but I do. I received this from a friend today uh, who's a meteorologist, and he said these, this is the platform that Hillary is currently set up and I again got it just today. One, generate enough renewable energy to power every home in America with half a billion solar panels installed by the end of Hillary's first term. Cut waste, energy waste in American homes, schools, hospitals, and offices by a third and make American manufacturing the cleanest and most efficient. Reduce American oil consumption by a third through cleaner fuels and more efficient cars, boilers, ships, and trucks um again i don't know where he where anyone stands on nuclear i think that's a very iffy topic
0: yeah i'm looking at the uh, website feeltheburn.org that goes through his uh, policy and i in a quick kind of skimming down through it i am not seeing uh seeing a oh here it is what is bernie's view on nuclear energy bernie has called for a moratorium on nuclear power plant license renewals in the u.s he mm-hmm. believes that solar wind Geothermal power and energy efficiency are more cost-effective than nuclear plants, and um, that goes on. I, 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 can't see what's the next caller's name is. so I'll just ask you, caller, uh, what's your name and where are you calling from, please.
8: Uh, Amy, it's MJ, and um, I wanted to say to you, we know that Bernie would not be a war hawk and a warmonger, monger, um, and I agree. I don't. I, in a way, I don't think that. I don't know if there's a whole lot of. That's really going to happen when, in this election, but I am in Bernie's court to try. Um, okay, Bernie on nuclear energy, moratorium on nuclear power plant license renewals. He believes that solar, wind, geothermal power, and energy efficiency are most cost-effective, and that's the way to go. Moratorium on nuclear energy. Thank you.
0: All right, thank Bye. you, thank you for your call. And uh, yes, I think that's what I just uh, just found for that. I did. You want to say something, Margaret?
2: No, no, but I'd like to, can I change the subject slightly?
0: <laughs> yes, go ahead. Let me okay. remind listeners, again, the number is 469-0500 if you would uh, like to call in and join the conversation.
2: Foreign policy. I asked him, what about Bernie's foreign policy? And the uh, add-on question is, and this is not meant to sound like a gotcha question, but why do you think he didn't go to the APEC conference?
3: I think right now we have a very narrow path to winning this election, very narrow. And um, so he's focused entirely on winning each state and getting as many delegates as we can. Um, and I think he released a statement to APEC, but he didn't go. Now, on on foreign policy, I mean, I think you have to look at his voting record uh, to have some idea of where he stands, some He voted for Afghanistan. He voted against the Iraq war. Um, He has voted to reduce military spending. Um, He opposes illegal regime change. Uh, So he is opposed to Libya. He's opposed to the intervention in Syria. Um, So he is, and he believes in international coalitions. So it's sort of a George Bush one approach. But he thinks that, Problems have to be addressed regionally as an international group and that we would support international coalitions, but we would not act unilaterally.
0: Well, uh, back real quickly before we uh, switch topics to the nuclear power issue, a Daily Coast story from February quotes Hillary Clinton. Um, three different uh, quotes back in 2007, 2008, nothing more recent. In two thousand. 7 in February, she said, I think nuclear power has to be part of our energy solution. Then in July of that year, she said she's agnostic about nuclear power. And then in January 2008, she said she has a comprehensive energy plan that doesn't rely on nuclear power. Um, Sure, there's much more recent than that, but a quick Google search while in the middle of hosting a radio show, that's what I was able to come up with, and it looks like it's um, from... uh, it's sourced well, so it looks like it's legitimate. We have another caller coming in. Again, it's main Currents, the number is 4690500, and we're welcoming Susan from Gouldsboro to the program. Uh, Susan, which uh, of the presidential candidates would you support and why?
5: All Bernie, all the way. Okay. Um, I feel like Bernie is the candidate of a lifetime uh, because his stance has been so consistent. He stood up for his principles. Throughout all of his time in the House and the Senate, um, just fighting for real people and standing up, um, whether it was opposing trade deals that were disastrous for American workers, standing up against the Iraq War, um, also a disaster. Um, And he has just taken such a principled stand, protecting Social Security, protecting veterans, And um, his plans are so wonderful um, to ensure health care for all, to ensure education for all. Um, I'm just so proud that we have a candidate that we can support with both our hearts and our heads because, as I believe was pointed out earlier, he's doing so well in matchup polls against any of the Republican candidates. I really think he is our best chance in the general election, as um, also was mentioned. He does so well with independents, having been an independent himself, and I think we cannot win an election at this point without independents. So if you're out there feeling the burn, I would encourage people. um, I have been phone banking for Bernie. You can do it from home by going to berniesanders.com slash phone bank and you can share your love for bernie um and help spread his um spread his message and help advance his uh his campaign if that is something you're interested in doing berniesanders.com slash phone bank
0: thanks for your call susan thank you and we have joe from rockland on the line up next the number is 4690500 if you'd like to be up on deck go ahead joe welcome to the program do you want to say uh which candidate you support and why
6: oh i'm going to support bernie no question okay um but just to comment on his uh, APAC uh, issue, um, he was campaigning out in, in Arizona, I think. And if I recall right, he he uh, offered to to address them by video conference, um, and they did not want to do that. So that's why he didn't. Even though they've done it with for other candidates in past years, allowed them to do it from you know from a distance. But they didn't want Bernie to do it, so that's why he was not a present
9: at the APEC. Great, Thank- that's all I all I got.
0: Thanks for calling in with that, Joe. Appreciate okay. it. And uh, before we uh, get back to the discussion here in the studio, I have one last clip I want to play from the uh, Fox Republican debate in Flint earlier this month. One of the moderators cited an open letter, <clears throat> excuse me, signed by nearly 100 foreign policy experts that. We're saying that they refused to support Trump, citing their concerns with his statements about expanded use of torture and targeting the families of terrorists. In it, they predicted that the military wouldn't follow uh, a President Trump's orders to engage in illegal tactics. And here is Trump's response
6: so what would you do as commander-in-chief if the u.s military refused to carry out those orders they won't refuse they're not going to refuse me believe me but they're they least on you you look at the middle east they're chopping off heads they're chopping off the heads of christians and anybody else that happens to be in the way they're drowning people in steel cages and he now we're talking about waterboarding this really started with ted a question was asked of ted the last two debates ago about waterboarding. And Ted was, you know, having a hard time with that question, to be totally honest with you. They then came to me, what do you think of waterboarding? I said, it's fine. And if we want to go stronger, I'd go stronger too. Because, frankly, that's the way I feel. Can you imagine, can you imagine these people, these animals over in the Middle East that chop off heads, sitting around talking, and seeing that we're having a hard problem with waterboarding? We should go for waterboarding, and we should go tougher than waterboarding. But targeting terrorist families? And and I'm a leader. I'm a leader. I've always been a leader. I've never had any problem leading people. If I say do it, they're going to do it.
0: All right. He went on from there to uh, reaffirm his belief that family members of terrorists are fair game, saying they should be targeted, and he cited the wives' Of the 9/11 attackers, as an example, I want to get your reaction to that before we go to the next phone call. Either of you want to make any comments about that?
2: I, I, I have trouble making a comment about it. I, I find it appalling. I, it feels shameful, and it makes me think we, as a country and as a part of the world, simply must be better than this.
3: Tim Wilson, well, I you're certainly a veteran second the appalling. yeah well yes and I mean there's no I mean and it's not just him I mean Cruz has talked about carpet bombing which is the same thing you're talking about willfully targeting civilians and uh, well and and yes they do it that doesn't mean we should do it if we we have to stand for something different we have to be very different in order to uh, in order to have a chance at peace I think otherwise it becomes a recruiting tool <laughs> Um but it's, you know, the idea that you would target women and children intentionally uh, is abhorrent. I mean, it's just vile. It's totally against, I think, most of our culture.
0: Again, you're listening to Main Currents here on WERU. I'm Amy Brown. I'm joined in the studio by Tim Wilson, a Bernie Sanders supporter, Margaret Hannon. Hannah, a Hillary Clinton supporter and those of you who call 4690500 the next one who did that is Skip from Farmington. Skip, do you want to tell us which of the candidates you support and why? Hi. Hi Skip, I'm welcome just, to the program.
9: I'm, I'm just feeling that uh, Bernie's the lesser of the evil this time out. All right. And uh, I don't know. The, the other two, Clinton and Trump, I feel they've been so untruthful that anybody that could believe them. I mean, even if they just fell off the turnip truck, I I just don't get it. Well,
0: we don't you know? have a Trump supporter here with us, but we do have a Hillary Clinton supporter. Is there anything in in particular that you uh, take issue with that you feel that she's lied about that uh, maybe Margaret Hanna could address?
9: Oh, well, I'll, was... I'll try. You know, Grandma said if you can't say anything, don't say anything at <laughs> all all right I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to stick with that or i'll start rambling
0: okay well well <laughs> thank you for calling skip we appreciate the call again the number is 4690500 if you'd like to join us in this last 15 minutes of Maine currents this week we will be doing more of these programs we've heard that uh people want to talk about the elections as they're coming up and we're going to try to in one way or another work as many of these into the schedule as we can and we do have a caller uh waiting go ahead caller what's your first name where are you calling from <laughs>
4: Oh, hi, it's the Analog Anarchist from Dover Foxcroft.
0: Hey, welcome to the program. Do you want to say uh, which candidate you support and why?
4: Yeah, none of the above. Okay. Uh, I withdrawn my consent to the religion of government a long time ago, and I agree with this statement that if voting could change anything, it would probably be illegal. Thank you very much for the show, and I'm listening.
0: All okay. right. Thank, thank you for your call. Again, the number is 4690500. Margaret Hannah you want to respond to that? Yeah, I do. I want
2: to respond to that last answer because I'm thinking... I've already said I will vote for either Bernie or Hillary. Hillary is my preferred candidate. And in thinking about the excitement for Bernie, the millennials, these are the people who have been born 1977 to 2000, the millennials have embraced Bernie. You see it at the the rallies, the support groups, the voting, the whole thing. And I would want to say, particularly to the last person. It is critically important that we all vote, whether it's for Hillary, whether it's for Bernie, whether it's for a Republican. We have to vote. And one of the reasons I feel so strongly about this is I would hate to see all these millennials who have come out in droves, whether it be for Bernie or Hillary or whomever, I would hate to see them decide they're not going to vote because their candidate didn't get it. And to put it in a real perspective, I have a friend in her 90s and I remember several years ago when I was torn about who to vote for, I said, I'm not sure I'm going to vote. And in a very sweet little old lady voice, she said, my two brothers both died in World War II. Please go vote. That's why they died. Millennials, listen carefully and please follow my older friend's advice.
0: Did you want to say something to that too, Tim, before we go to the next caller?
3: I have an uncle who lies under a white cross in Europe, so I certainly second that thought that a lot of people have given everything uh, for our right to vote. Now, how it's counted and all the other stuff, I mean, forget it, get out there and do it. And, uh, you know, it's.
0: Okay, and so far in our unofficial poll on this uh, show today, we have six and a half. Sanders supporters, one-and-a-half Clinton supporters, those halves being someone who said they could go either way, and two for none of the above. We have uh, Lori from Palermo on the line. Welcome to the program, Lori. You want to let us know which candidate you support and why? Sure.
4: I support uh, support Bernie for sure. I think Hillary Clinton is truly only a liberal on social issues. I think on foreign policy and other issues economically, she's very right-wing. Um, I think she's only talking a little bit more radically or progressive because Bernie's in the picture, um, not because she truly will follow through with them.
0: All right. Well, thank, thank you for your call, Lori. Thank you. And uh, Rick from Brooklyn, you're up next. Go ahead, Rick. Welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. oh we've got a – are you there?
10: Yeah.
0: Okay. Do
10: um, you, uh, I've uh, sort of got a question. Do you have your radio on, Rick? Um, I do yeah. yeah you
0: need to turn that off that's why we're getting that horrible noise and and just future callers, just so you're aware we get a feedback loop if you have your radio one in the room with you so you need to turn that off and uh, hopefully that bought you enough time to do that Rick do you want to say which candidate yeah, no, you support
10: I've, I've got it off um, yeah I, I'm uh, I frankly have have been a uh, Bernie supporter and I like a lot of what Bernie says uh, but I I guess it's at this point I'd have to say I'm a Hillary supporter and the reason is, and uh, perhaps your uh, guests can address this, um, a, a lot of the things that Bernie stands for, especially in terms of single payer um, controlling Wall Street more than, than has been the case before, are laudable goals. Uh, the question is, how is Bernie going to get it through Congress? I, it's very hard for me to see that uh bernie is going to be able to turn the senate and especially the house over to the democrats or especially liberal democrats to get some of that thing done and and certainly the financial services industry is going to spend incredible amounts of money to defeat anybody who is going to limit uh their profitability and flexibility so if if either you're uh, guests would like to comment on that, I'd, I'd be interested.
3: All right. Thank you, Rick. Tim Wilson. Well, uh, <clears throat> first off, I agree with part of what she said that the uh, it's going to be very hard for Hillary to change the financial services industry. She'll be running for re-election starting on day one, and she's not going to cut her throat with her funding sources. Um, Bernie, uh, all of his money comes from, or the great majority of his money comes from Main Street. I mean, if he doesn't deliver, then he's going to have a hard time being reelected in four years. Uh, this, the other thing is, is that uh, he engenders passion in people, uh, not just in millennials and not just in uh, certain groups. I mean, I'm 60, so I'm here <laughs> talking on his behalf. Uh, my dad is 85. He's glued to his computer and Facebook, face banking for Bernie. <clears throat> um, and, you know, the poll that counts to me is that he has over 5 million contributions. Uh, that's from people reaching into their pocket. And, uh, and that kind of support, that kind of passion, that ability to draw people, calling people together. He said, you know, what he wants is Mitch McConnell to look out his office window and see a million people standing in Washington. He has, I believe, the power to change the House. Maybe not all liberal Democrats, but I think he has the power to retake the House. What he's accomplished in 10 months speaks to what could be accomplished in the next eight so, uh, I have confidence that people will want to support Bernie if he's the candidate and that they will work tirelessly for him as they are right now. Um, so, it's, uh, I don't think Hillary has that kind of power as a leader to change the political landscape. Um, so, that
0: Let's let Margaret weigh in on that and then we have another caller waiting. Good. You're all set. Okay, Marnie from Brooksville, welcome to the program. Do you want to say which candidate you support and why?
9: hi uh yes this is marnie from from harborside harborside yeah i support uh bernie sanders and i'm proud to be a, a queer millennial to do so and i think that it's it's important to not just look at at how bernie is going to to treat the senators that and um house of representatives which will come into a a great season of change uh, quite soon so there is the possibility of a huge shift in our political system when it comes to what senate and what the house of representatives is going to look like post election and i know we're looking at the presidency but really the amount of seats that are open is is going to to change the face of of what we're looking at and i think bernie sanders can inspire a great change within that uh-huh. and i also sorry I go also, ahead wanted to to quick say something about how we're voting in this country because I I keep finding the most things about my generation not wanting to vote comes from the fact that we don't think it counts. And when you see issues like what's happening in Arizona, I think that it's, it's really really apparent that our whole system of voting needs to be changed, and I think that we need to start using our very socialist and very functional postal system and incorporating uh, tracking devices that count our votes and give us a number that tell us that our vote has been counted, and they're already federally funded, so we're already taxpayers for them and they're open a lot of hours I think that the United States Postal Service has has a little bit more serving to do and I think that they would take uh, not too much infrastructure to create a system that we believe in that our vote is actually worth something
0: all right well thank you for your call Marnie appreciate thank you joining you. us on the program Catherine from Brunswick you're up next Do you want to say which candidate you support and why yes
4: I support Barney and I think Everyone just takes a look back and sees how long Bernie was kept in the dark. Hillary wouldn't be where she is today. The antics that have been done in some of the primaries and caucuses, these flips of the coin, Um, if there was a better way for us to speak our voice and our thoughts and our support for candidates, I think Bernie would definitely be number one at this point in the Democratic Party. Thank you so much for having the show, and thanks to the caller who... um, share the information about the phone bank to be online from home and help with that i 'm logged on right now and plan to do that Thank you,
0: great. thank you for your call it 's one of the great things about community radio is that sometimes the callers are providing the information that the next caller or listener needs, and we 'll continue to do more of these. We only have five minutes left to the program, so I think we 're going to have to call it there with the callers. Our tally uh, for the unofficial vote is nine and a half for Sanders, two and a half for Clinton, and two for none of the above. I want to just leave the last couple minutes here for my guests in the studio, Tim Wilson and Margaret Hanna, to uh, wrap up with any final thoughts that they want to say today and uh, give any contact information for websites for more information about their candidates if they wish. Sure. Do you want to go first, Margaret? Sure.
2: Um, I, I would just say I think the idealism and the honesty that Bernie shows are incredible. With that said, I want to have someone in the presidency who knows the ropes, really knows the ropes. I think, my concern, I have a feeling the Tea Party has done incredible taking over of the Republican Party. And when you look at the candidates, with the exception possibly of Trump, I think the Tea Party would do very well with Bernie as the Repub- as the Democratic candidate. And I worry about that because I think A lot of people will not vote for Bernie. I think a lot of people will say, he doesn't have what it takes and we want, and I'm afraid that will hurt us badly. Um, I worry about that. Is this closing remarks now? Yes, yes. Okay, so let me finish my closing. I'll make it very quick, I promise. Um, I think the world has become... I hate the word crazy, but it feels crazy. It feels like every night on the news, every week we're learning something new. And it's not just about the United States. It's the entire world. And with a world that seems to be functioning so strangely, there is one other reason why I support Hillary. And that is, before I came today, I went online to see women presidents of the world. And I stopped after about 50. Almost every country in Europe and all of the countries in Scandinavia, Ireland, South America, the African nations have had a woman president. I realize I don't want this to be the only reason I'm voting for Hillary, but I would like to see a woman president before I die. And I think Hillary, I think Hillary from the time she spoke in China in 1995 right forward, I would like to see Hillary be our president.
0: Thank you. Sorry to cut you short there. We just have two minutes left. I want to make sure Tim Wilson gets a chance as well. But like I said, we will talk more about this in future programs. Go ahead, Tim. Well,
3: the other way to help Bernie is with uh, BernieFriendFinder.com. Helps you find your friends who support Bernie on Facebook and your friends and friends. And contact them. Make sure they get information that's related to their state. and their. Um, You know, I think that uh, Bernie is a leader. He has stood... He says, this is who I am, this is who I've always been, this is who I always will be. He has an unequivocal moral compass, which puts him on the side of liberty. He's been on the right side of gay rights. He's been on the right side of women's rights, and so has Hillary uh, on on women's rights. Um, And, you know, he's been on the right side of the Patriot Act and so on and so forth. I mean it's just one thing after the other uh, and I trust him to make decisions in that chair. We have no idea what the next four years are going to be like but uh, I have confidence in his judgment and his decision making and in his ability to draw very capable people around him. I would also point again to the oh, number one thing is you know five million people have reached into their pockets. Vermont went 86 to 14. Hillary got no delegates in Vermont even though all leaders said so, so anyway Lots of reasons to vote for Bernie check out berniesanders.com for more info or about bernie.com which is a video website has video clips of him
0: all right. Thank you. Thank you both for joining us today. We are out of time. Again, my guests today have been Tim Wilson and Margaret Hanna. I appreciate you both coming into the studio, and uh, we have some leads on possibly having some Republicans join us. The next time we do this, we don't have a schedule for how frequently we'll be doing this on Main Currents, but we'll keep you up to date when we do. And if you, my listeners, might be interested in coming in and representing the candidate that you support, email me at news at because there are a lot of weeks leading up to the election to Bill. John Greenman's been our engineer today. I'm Amy Brown. Thanks for listening. Uh, Stay tuned. We've got uh, Democracy Now! coming up next, and then after that, Larry Stahlberg is here with uh, jazz, just jazz, straight jazz, and jazz straight ahead coming up after Democracy Now!, and uh, join us here every Wednesday at 4 o'clock for Maine Currents, independent local news, views, and culture here on your community radio station, WERU-FM, 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and streaming online everywhere at WERU.org.
5: Support for WERU comes from Waterfront Concerts, presenting Pucifer at Merrill Auditorium in Portland, on Friday, April 8th at 7 p.m. Tickets online at waterfrontconcerts.com or 358-9327.
6: Community Radio, WERU-FM, 89.9 Blue Hill, and streaming live at WERU.org.
5: Support for WERU comes from Maine Farmland Trust, a member-supported nonprofit organization focused on reviving the working landscape and securing a future for farming in Maine. More information on protecting farmland
11: and supporting farmers at mainefarmlandtrust.org. WERU Community Radio has an open meeting policy, which means that committee meetings and board of directors meetings are open for public observation. The schedule of meetings is as follows. Program Advisory Committee, second Monday of each month, 5.30 to 7 p.m. Finance Committee, second Monday of each month, 6.30 to 8 p.m., Development Committee, second Wednesday of each month, 6 to 7.30 p.m. Board of Directors Meeting, third Monday of each month, 6 to 8 p.m. All meetings take place at WERU, 1186 Acadia Highway in East Orland. For more information, call 469-6600 or email info at weru.org. Support for
5: WERU comes from our listeners and from Easterly Wine of Belfast, Maine. An independent enterprise that supports free speech, democracy, and independent media.
11: You're listening to Community Radio WERU FM, 89.9 Blue Hill and 99.9 in Bangor. Here's a quick look at the National Weather Service forecast for the greater Bangor, Mid Coast, and Downeast regions. Tonight, partly cloudy, lows around 40, southwest winds 15 to 20 miles per hour, gusting up to 35 miles per hour. Thursday looks mostly cloudy to start, then becoming partly sunny. It'll be windy with highs around 58. Southwest winds 15 to 25, gusting to 40 miles per hour. Thursday night, partly cloudy. There's a chance of rain. It'll be windy. Overnight lows 48. Southwest winds 20 to 30, gusting to 40 miles per hour. Friday showers are likely windy with a high of 58. Southwest winds 20 to 30 miles per hour, gusting up to 40. And Saturday, partly sunny with a 40% chance of showers, highs 48. Sunday, mostly cloudy with a chance of rain or snow showers. It will be windy with highs near 38. In the marine forecast for the Penobscot Bay Area, small craft advisory in effect from 4 p.m. this afternoon through Thursday morning. Tonight, southwest winds 15 to 25 knots becoming 20 to 25 after midnight, seas running 2 to 4 feet. Thursday, southwest winds 20 to 25 knots, gusting to 35, seas 4 to 6. This is Community Radio WERU FM. Stay tuned for Democracy Now! Support for WERU comes from the Maine Organic
10: Farmers and Gardeners Association, a nonprofit organization building sustainable communities through sustainable agriculture. Information on events, certification, and membership at 568 4142 or MOFGA.org.
7: The 5 o'clock hour-long edition of Democracy Now! is recorded each weekday morning at 8, at which time listeners can hear the live Democracy Now! headlines. Thank you for tuning in.
5: Support for WERU comes from Waterfront Concerts, presenting Pucifer at Merrill Auditorium in Portland on Friday, April 8th at 7 p.m. Tickets online at waterfrontconcerts.com or 358-9327.
9: This is Democracy Now!